Welcome to the EADV podcast, the official podcast of the European Academy of Dermatology and Venereology. I'm Adriana and I'm your host. Each month, the JADV chooses and highlights four articles in a section called Editor's Picks. Today we explore the Editor's Picks for October 2023. How much do you know about nocebo effects? Some protective behaviours in sexual minority men, exploring the link between biologics and pregnancy outcomes, and investigating the pathophysiology of acquired idiopathic generalised anhydrosis. But before we get into that... Are you ready to experience cutting-edge science and innovation at the upcoming EADB Congress in Berlin from the 11th to the 14th of October 2023? Attending the Congress is an opportunity to get updates on and a comprehensive understanding of the latest research in dermatology and venereology, with the program covering the complete range of diverse specialties presented by world-renowned experts sharing their latest insights. Register with these with our flexible ticket options and choose between on-site tickets or virtual tickets. Available now. And now the editor's picks. Article 1. How much do you know about nocebo effects? Placebo and nocebo effects are primarily driven by psychobiological factors, particularly expectations and previous experience regarding treatments. Data are lacking on the extent of knowledge about placebo and nocebo effects in the dermatological community. To address this gap, Sondermann et al. conducted a nationwide online survey among 154 German dermatologists. The results of their survey indicate that there is a need for education about placebo and nocebo effects among German dermatologists. Figure 1 illustrates the generally low reported level of knowledge in nocebo effects and how confident the dermatologists were in their knowledge level. The participants reported knowing less about nocebo effects than placebo effects, i.e. only 62% knew the definition of nocebo effects, while all claimed to understand the meaning of placebo effects. Nevertheless, these dermatologists are motivated to be trained in order to better communicate strategies to maximise placebo and minimise nocebo effects in daily practice. Moreover, undergraduate medical education is in the process of changing in Germany in this regard, with learning objectives that include both of these effects. Article 2. Some protective behaviours in sexual minority men. It has previously been reported that sexual minority men, including gay and bisexual men, are more affected by skin cancer and employ different some protective behaviours than heterosexual men. In their letter to the editor, McKinsey et al. described that while some protective behaviours have increased in American male adults between 2015 and 2020 based on a national registry, disparities in particular behaviours still persist. Some protective behaviours were defined as most of the time or always engaging in a behaviour when outside on a sunny day for more than one hour. Of note, sexual minority men were significantly less likely than heterosexual men to wear wide-brimmed hats and long-sleeved shirts in 2020 likely explained by more heterosexual men overall engaging in some protective behaviours between 2015 and 2020. While promising for reducing skin cancer incidents worldwide, tailored interventions targeting these disparities and cultural factors may further improve some protective behaviours in these populations. Article 3. Exploring the link between biologics and pregnancy outcomes. The safety of biologic therapy in pregnancy has been poorly defined and has been limited to case studies and retrospective reports. In a systematic review of 51 observational studies involving 739 pregnancies exposed to approved biologic for psoriasis, Sanchez Garcia et al. evaluated the impact of biologic drugs on pregnancy outcomes in women with psoriasis. 
The results of this meta-analysis suggest that exposure to biologic for psoriasis during pregnancy and or conception appears to be unrelated to a higher risk of miscarriages or congenital malformations, with rates comparable to the general population. The results are also consistent regardless of the biologic therapy administered, suggesting that biologic drugs are safe and pose an acceptable risk to fetuses or neonates. The authors finish with an extensively developed discussion contextualising the results and pointing out the need for further studies including investigation of long-term adverse effects such as neonatal infections in children exposed to biologic therapies during pregnancy. Article 4. Investigating the pathophysiology of acquired idiopathic generalised anhydrosis. Acquired idiopathic generalised anhydrosis, AIGA, has been an enigma in regards to its etiology for a long time. This month, Sano et al. report in careful detail on the morphometric and immunohistochemical analyses of cell types and expression of inflammatory molecules in 30 patients diagnosed with AIGA. Carbonic anhydrase 2 was also analysed, as this has been shown to provide evidence of clear cell injury in patients. Based on their results, the researchers propose that AIGA is a sweat duct-specific autoimmune disease probably resulting from immune privilege impairment in sweat ducts, driven by cellular immunity. In early stages, cytotoxic T lymphocytes attack the sweat duct, followed by sweat gland atrophy. In later stages, inflammation decreases and sweat gland atrophy remains. In figure 2, atrophy is shown from different cases as a decreased expression of carbonic anhydrides 2. The authors conclude that these inflammatory mechanisms are quite similar to hair follicles in alopecia areata, which is also caused by immune privilege impairment in hair follicles. Our first article was, how familiar are German dermatologists with placebo and nocebo effects and to what extent are these targeted in clinical practice? A survey within the dermatological community by Krefting and co-authors. Our second article was, some protective behaviours of adult men stratified by sexual orientation, a retrospective cross-sectional analysis of national health interview by Mackenzie and co-authors. Our third article was Exposure to biologic therapy before and during pregnancy in patients with psoriasis, systematic review and meta-analysis by Sanchez Garcia and co-authors. Our fourth article was Type 1 interferon signature and cytotoxic T lymphocyte activation targeted against sweat ducts in inflammatory acquired idiopathic generalized anhydrosis by Sana and co authors. Of course, all of the research presented today can be found in the Journal of the European Academy of Dermatology and Venereology. Though you can find free access and open access articles, EODV members benefit greatly by having access to all articles and content. We would like to give a special thank you to all of our listeners. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, or otherwise you can find us on any major podcast provider. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to presenting more interviews, research, and other topics of merit. Before you go, a quick favor. If you're a regular listener to our podcast, we would love to hear from you. Your feedback will help us improve the show and develop episodes that you're interested in hearing. To participate in the short survey, simply follow the link in the show notes of this episode. Thank you for your support. It means a lot. We look forward to hearing from you. Until the next episode, take care of your skin.